Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church. And we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm with my co-host in crime, Jackius Barrius. Yes, yes, sir. Como estas, mi amigo? Man, it is. Uh, we're recording in the morning right now. We are, so which is my, which I have my Nespresso going. <laughs> Nespresso, so. isn't that isn't that the isn't Nespresso the uh, 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 George Clooney stuff. Uh, it was the commercials where George Clooney. Okay, was, you know, yeah. <laughs> you getting your suave on? I was gonna say well, swag. Yeah. Clooney's much more suave. <laughs> yeah, it's just honestly, it's just literally. This is just straight espresso. Like, it's just the, this is not coffee. It's this just, is just <laughs> it's just the coffee that the worst Batman ever drinks. That's all. That's all it is. Worst Batman, but style points yeah, oh, you might get hey, a 10. style. You never know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, Jack, um, I have to say, I'm glad yeah. you are, I'm glad to see you because yeah. some some things some things transpired <laughs> oh over the weekend oh, yeah. that you oh, sent geez. me videos of. Oh, uh, yeah. And I thought you were going to die. <laughs> because here's the thing. Anytime, look, 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 like, Crime in Tacoma is like <laughs> murder and like Chicago, right? Uh, it just—it's it's just, not that it, bad. It, it goes hand in hand, <laughs> hand in hand, right? Uh, the the reason the, I will say this: the reason why we get like typecast is because nineties cops. Nineties cops reruns, oh. where it's just nothing but Pierce County, Tacoma PD, blah blah blah. There's a reason they record stuff. there because that's where it is. You have to go where the content is. Anyway, it was bad. Anyway, okay. you had like one block from your house. Like SWAT showed up and was like trying to get someone out of a house. Oh yeah, dude. What was this video that you sent me? Okay, so my wife and I went over to my brother-in-law's house. One of my brother-in-laws. And we're like hanging out with them, played a game, came back later in the evening, like early morning. And during that time when I was over at my brother-in-law's house, he, uh, one of my neighbors, who is one of my former pastors who lives like four houses down the street from me, goes, hey, uh, somebody just shot four people like behind my rental house. So where he used to live... He now rents that house out, and he moved across the street to a better house. So he's like, hey, there's like four or five people that got shot behind my rental house. Uh, SWAT's showing up. A.K.A. a regular Thursday night in Tacoma. <laughs> uh, well, not in my neighborhood, but I mean, this was like, dude, I came back. Two police RVs are like parked in front of my house. The whole street and like basically like two and a half three blocks radius worth like there's cop cars everywhere to make sure he doesn't get out and stuff like that and of and then a guy somehow a guy in a tesla 
got like uh, maybe less than a block away, and he's just sitting there with his girlfriend videotaping yeah, and live he's, streaming. He's like live streaming the house, <laughs> and like, like yeah. what is this homie doing? And, and dude, how did he get through? Dude, dude was dude was just sitting there. The cops didn't even ask him anything. And then they're like, the cops are throwing flashbangs. They're trying to get this dude or the perpetrator out of the certain area. It was bananas. Uh, it was bananas. And then uh, we went to sleep. And then in the morning, I think they resolved it and everything like that. But yeah, it was uh, it was cuckoo. That's stupid. Well, um. What are the odds of... See, this is why I'm trying to get you to move up here. I'm trying to get you to move north. One, so we, we're we not like recording like Skype all the time because, you know, going to Tacoma is expensive these days. With how is. much yeah, gas is. But also, you can get away from the SWAT. You know, you can get away from the shootings, get away from the killings a block from your house. You can sleep in comfort, you know. Come on, Jack. Doesn't that sound... Doesn't sound wonderful. No response. We'll see. All right, Jack... <laughs> Let's let's get into let's get into the reformatory cigar cigar of the week. Um, yeah. You got a good one for us this week. Yeah, I would say so. This is going to be a pretty typical one. Aganor Salif, probably one of the better up and coming boutique brands I've seen. They are doing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. with just the quality of their tobacco is really good, um, and it rolls off the tongue nice too. I like saying it. Yeah, Aganor Salif. Yeah. So, basically, uh, they have their own Connecticut that they've had okay. for a while. And I really like their Connecticut because that and Southern Draw and Foundations Connecticut's, I mean, we talk about the Rosa Sharon a lot. We talk about, yep. I don't know if we talked about Charter Oak a lot, but I know we do. Uh, Charter Oaks Connecticut is really good from Foundation. Okay. Um, but this one as well too, I would rank this uh, Aganorsa Leafs Connecticut kind of up there as well too. Um, the taste is really good. It's not gonna be like garbage <laughs> when you smoke it. Right. Um, so you're gonna have as as far as the wrapper goes, it's Ecuadorian Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So we have Ecuadorian tobacco, and then. I mean, the stars of what we like is Nicaraguan tobacco, Binder and Fillers Nicaraguan. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to have this kind of Colorado shade to it on the wrapper as well, too. It's actually so. it's actually kind of a heavier Connecticut, which is interesting. Yeah. It's not it's not like it's not like the uh, the like the super wafy like light smokeless yeah. sticks that that you'll get with most Connecticut's. This one. This one's like it's almost. At, I, don't, I don't know if it's quite there, but it's almost a light Maduro, almost. It's it's really really Excuse good. Me, yeah. Excuse you. Yeah, it is. Uh, I would say it's it's really good. I mean, this is probably this is definitely a go to Connecticut versus. I mean, some people like New World Connecticut's. Sure. Some people will say like those have some more flavor to them, but honestly, like. My top three Connecticut's that I look at are Aganor Salif, and then obviously Southern Draw with Rose of Sharon, mm-hmm. and then with Foundation yeah. and Charter Oak in their Connecticut. So, yep. But yeah, I would say Aganor Salif, their Connecticut. I mean, it comes in some different Vitolas, and so those Vitolas can and could be, if I can see them correctly, it comes in a Churchill. So it comes yeah. in a Churchill, a Robusto, and a Toro, at least on yep. on Cigar International. Um, yep, I and, see that too. And you're gonna be getting you're gonna be getting some some sweet and cr- it's it, it it is creamy. Uh, it's not it's not gonna kick you in the teeth. It's gonna be a little chocolatey, um, a little like little little hints of cedar if you're if you're into like those types of test tasting notes, right? And getting re- yeah. super bougie on it. Um, but again, it's just. It's a good light cigar that's not as light as most Connecticut's out there. Have it with a cup of coffee. Have it in the morning. Have it while you're uh, preparing your heart for the Lord's Day. I think that's mm. awesome. Saturday night, right? The kids are in bed. Uh, you've got a couple hours before before you go to bed. Uh, time to prepare that heart, prepare that mind to receive the word the next morning. Man, nothing better than sitting down, uh, reading over the text for that Lord's Day. Uh, maybe a Diet Coke. Maybe maybe a... Uh, Maybe an Aganorsa Leaf, Connecticut. Who knows? Mm. Maybe this. Mm-hmm. Maybe this Saturday. 
Anyway, go get you some. What's the MSRP on this? I keep forgetting to ask. Uh, so usually I've seen them anywhere between seven to nine. Okay. Usually, so somewhere around there. A good a good budget stick. Mm-hmm. A good stick for the price, right? Anything mm-hmm. that's anything that's under ten that is rating out like like this, I'm a fan of. Um, yeah. Because spending over ten bucks for a stick is frustrating unless it's really really good. So Agonorsa Leaf, Connecticut. That is the cigar of the week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. Today's topic. Yes. Uh, listener suggested, which are always the best topics because it's less work that we have to do. Um, but uh, it's also, I think, a very good local church topic and a good topic for the culture that we live in today because I think there's a lot of misconceptions and incorrect views and information surrounding around the topic of what constitutes or what defines a pastor yeah right i think we we kind of live in the mega church uh culture right now at least at least in america where it seems like they're handing the title out of pastor like it seems like they're handing it out like candy right and 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 you're the pastor of this you're the pastor of this you're the pastor of of security you're the pastor of of uh you know of of parking detail you're the pastor of music right um and i think we have seen the the term pastor or elder all right because these are two words that are synonymous for each other we'll get into that a lot of churches separate those terms and 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 they shouldn't. Long story short, they shouldn't, right? But yeah. we see the definition of what constitutes an elder pastor as something that that can just kind of be defined by kind of whatever role they're in. And if you know if you've been there long enough or you're you're old enough, you know they'll they'll hand you the title. But what we see in scripture is that there is there's actually a specific uh, definition and qualifications that must be met in order to be considered an elder pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as good churchmen, as people that care about the Word of God and want to make sure that we are living in accordance with the Word of God, especially in the context of the local church, we want to make sure that our definitions are correct and that scriptures are authority and we're not utilizing what the culture says we should do. We're utilizing what scripture says we should do, right? It's all about living that sola scriptura life. Yes. Sola scriptura. That's how we do it up here in the mean streets of Tacoma and Everett. <laughs> Gosh. So, um, Jack, I think it would behoove us to kind of go through, uh, and I've got some scripture here as well, but but kind of go through what is a pastor, what mm-hmm. what do you need in order to be a pastor, and uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe share some of our concerns about how freely that term that 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 distinction is being thrown around these days oh i gotta say yeah. before we get going listener shout out this was ed i gotta throw yeah. it over to ed massive uh massive friend of the podcast uh ed's a good guy thank you for the listeners thanks for the suggestion ed we're gonna we're gonna do our best here for you my man um don't be don't be too critical on us because it's early in the morning right now and my my uh What's the word? Not synods. That's a that's a that's a council. Synapses. Thank you. They're still firing. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're not even awake yet. It's like the dwarves in Moria. Like they're still chucking coal. <laughs> they're still chucking coal into the fires to get the to, to get it going. So we're gonna do our best. Uh, Jack, I'm gonna throw it over to you first, man. Uh, why do you think? Uh, why do you think the term pastor is being thrown around so willy nilly these days? I mean. It- it depends too because different denominations uh, yeah, will use the term pastor uh, in various different ways. And so I think this lends itself to kind of we can define it how we want to define it now. Mm. Um, I would say some more recent denominations within the 20th century basically define pastor as like a deacon. Right. Um, and they back that up. To basically, you know, use that to kind of wield and ordain whoever 
kind of they would say is more along the lines of a deacon yeah. versus an actual like elder pastor role. And so I think that that kind of relativism with the word pastor in and of itself um, and trying to tie and trying to get those fibers and get those um, those connective tissues together on that word versus the scriptures. I don't think a lot of work, I think work has been lax in that. Mm-hmm. We haven't been like utilizing a lot of stuff to connect those two things together versus now. A lot of denominations in our day and age, obviously, are going to say, well, a pastor is actually kind of like a deacon, so women can do that. And then you can have the title of pastor, but technically not be a pastor or an elder. Right. And even some yeah. denominations. It's weird. I've seen some denominations. Uh, <laughs> they like have pastors who are kind of like out front, but are really technically deacons. And then their elders are like the secretive board and nobody knows who yeah, okay. they are. Can we, and I'm like, can we riff what? on that for a second? So <laughs> here, so I used to work for a church like that, right? This is going back like... I'm I'm peeling the curtain back. Like we've all grown. Sanctification's a real thing. Okay. So let's yeah. let's be let's be real here. <laughs> I used to work for a church that, that made that distinction. It made a distinction yeah. between pastors and elders. And they made and they, they said that, well, the pastor is the one that is kind of um, you know, amongst the people. They made the distinction that the pastor is on staff. Right. Okay. But the elders are kind of like this presiding like board of directors. Over the, the Illuminati, church. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Illuminati of the church. Yeah, you got John Krasinski <laughs> up there, and I, Patrick. Uh, uh, what's Bad, his name? Patrick Stewart. Stewart. I almost, said, I almost said Swayze. <laughs> Patrick. You got I mean, Patrick hey, Swayze. Patrick Swayze can come back from the multiverse hey. and just show up as an elder. I guess. <laughs> Man, um, yeah. So you had you had the elders as a, a board of directors over so overseeing the whole church. Mm-hmm. And then you have the pastors that are under the elders that that don't have the same amount of authority, but still adhere to the elders, but still have more authority than the people that are in the church. It was a mess, yeah, and it caused a lot of problems, yeah. Um, and that 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 kind of gets to the first point is, and and we already mentioned it, but you can't make a distinction between pastor and elder. Mm-hmm. It they are they are the same office in scripture. They're two words that are used synonymously for the same job, and it's someone who has been called, ultimately by God, but also by the church to lead the church to be an under shepherd, right? Because Christ is is our is our is our first shepherd. He's the ultimate shepherd. Mm-hmm. Those who have been called as pastors, elders in the church are under shepherds, and your job is to lead the church. Uh, spiritually, right, and and to lead the church in the way that they should go, and care for the church, and and defend the church, right, and convict the church. All of these things that a pastor is called to do in their different facets, uh, it's is supposed to be the way that Christ deals with the church, right. So it's it's important to it's important to say that because I think a lot of people see those two things as being unique. Said, well, a pastor, you know, but. I might be a pastor, but I'm not an elder, right? I, I, I've heard I've heard that before, or or I've also heard people say, "Well, yeah, I've been called to be an elder of the church, but I'm not really a pastor, right?" Yeah, and they have this definition in their head that they are somehow two different offices and do do two different things. And in Scripture, they are the exact same office. If you are a pastor, you're an elder. If you're an elder, yeah. you're a pastor. Two words, same office, same responsibilities, same qualifications, right? Yeah, but I think that too that that kind of confusion between those two words is because we confuse that. Yeah. Like in our American sure. society, like we wanted to have this uh capitalistic version of what we the We want the board like. of directors, man. That's a, that's Dude. exactly right. Yeah. 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 Didn't we want you get that, the memo. <laughs> we want the CEOs, which are the we quote do. unquote pastors, yeah. and then we want the board of directors. Yeah. To kind of quote unquote keep them accountable. Well, so, so yeah. someone's got to cast the vision, Jack. Someone. So, <laughs> oh some- my gosh! Oh my gosh! Don't get into that. Sorry. All right. All right. So we're gonna hop into some scripture here because uh, scriptures are authority, and it's important that we do that. So in order to be a pastor, right? To be qualified as a pastor, to be called as a pastor or an elder, same thing. Uh, you have to be biblically qualified. 
and we have mm-hmm. qualifications that are given in Scripture that if a man aspires to the office of elder, this is what this is the standard that basically he needs he needs to to live up to, right? Because being a pastor in a church is a massive responsibility. Yeah, it's a good responsibility, but it's hard and there's weight. And it's important that we aren't just handing out this responsibility like, you know, we do, you know, jobs on Indeed, right? It's a very specific person that the scriptures are calling to the office of elder pastor, right? So we're going to get into some of that. So we're going to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. So what it says, it says, The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he... Desires a noble task. All right. So already we're in we're already we're in trouble. Already we're in the weeds here. <laughs> it's not culturally uh it's not culturally nice to say, but the farther our culture moves away from scripture, <laughs> the less things yeah. that nice there are to say. Right? Yeah. Uh the office of elder and pastor is an exclusive office for the male. It is to be a man that is called to the office of elder pastor. It is not because men are somehow better than women. It's not because God sees men as uh, more spiritually mature than women. It's not that God has created men to be, uh, uh, what do you say, um, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the right words that aren't gonna aren't gonna just get me massively in trouble here. God sees men and women as equal in regards mm-hmm. to their worth, in yeah. regards to their ability to be effective for the gospel, regarding their importance to the local church. We are equal in that. We have different uh, responsibilities that God has given to us that is unique to the creative order that started all the way back in the garden that is confirmed uh, through the gospel, through the scriptures, and that uh, we are given here by the Apostle Paul that Christ as the head of the church, uh, as the, the male office, and the church being subordinate to Christ, right, taking the role of the woman, right, which is, again, Highly misconstrued in many, especially in reformed circles today, uh, that relationship is 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 easily abused and easily sure. turned into something that it biblically is not. Yeah. Right? It is not about worth. It's not about talent. It's not about gifting. It's not about uh, importance. Right? We are all created equal. We are all created in the image of God. Scripture is very clear about that. Right. But we have different responsibilities that God has handed to us through Scripture. doesn't mean that the man is worth anymore. It just means that his responsibilities are different. Sure. Right? And it's important that we hold on to that line because that's exactly what Scripture tells us is the way that it should be. Right? And you see uh, kind of a, a, a moving away from that, especially in large denominations and churches today, that say, oh, you know, that that's... That's just a cultural thing, right? That that's that's just that's just culture. So we're going to we're going to just you know put that into the into the realm of head coverings and you know tattoos and things like that. That you know you didn't you didn't really want to do that back then, but now it's okay. And granted, there are there are things in scripture that you can do that with, right? Uh, and I believe head coverings is one of them. I use that example for a reason, right? I don't think yeah. we're bound to the head covering law anymore. I don't think women need to cover their heads when they go into into church. Um, I do not believe, and it's my personal conviction, and it's what I see in Scripture, it's it's consistent with our confession. I do not believe that this is one of those things that you can bend on and say it's a cultural it's a cultural matter because I believe it messes with the creative order, which in turn messes with the gospel. Hmm. Right. So it's important that we understand that 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 this this the way that Paul has set this up and the way that the way that the Holy Spirit has 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 revealed to Paul and then revealed to us of the way that the structure of the church should be has nothing to do with worth, importance, or giftings. It's the roles that God has set forth and we are to obey them. Right? 
So it's important to say that kind of b- b- before we continue, right? But also, yeah. So sorry, uh, 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 did you have something before we get going? Yeah, I was just say that um, there's there's always uh, you find so a huge thing when we go into this is people will say, well, what about this? What about that in scripture? And what about women and leadership roles and stuff like that? Uh, I would say it depends on what you mean by leadership roles. And usually a lot of blowback that I get when I talk about um, this as well, too, is like the book of Judges and like the women in there. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. And the book of Judges. Yeah. And I'm just like, OK, which, like which nobody's nobody's ruling out certain exceptions. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and here's the thing, like, granted, yes. Nobody is saying like judges isn't part of the Bible. It happened, right? Mm-hmm. But we have to be very careful. I would say with that yeah. that we do not go to extreme examples in a bi- in the Bible to prove a standard. Yeah, and I would say too, like, um, going back, like, some people are going to look at maybe what we say and say, "Well, you're excluding certain people from certain ways of like serving the church," and it's like. <laughs> Well, let's We're let's not. take a look. <laughs> let's take a look back at this. Like in the early church, you had women who had honestly a lot of gumption when it came to money and certain like wealth. Yeah. And so there was like a provision that a lot of women gave with their homes and how their local churches met. Right. And it wasn't just like I provide coffee and cookies to people like this is yeah. my house you're in. So Right. And I wouldn't say that they were given a quote unquote title just because they had a house. They were leading in a specific way and giving in a specific way that lended to that certain local church, you know? And so what we're saying is, is like, you don't need a title (laughs) and you don't need quote unquote power to serve the church. No, you don't. And show that like, you can be used by the Lord right. in your local church. I think a lot of people think that too. Mm-hmm. Is like, you know, I am of this certain class of people and I do this, so thus I'm ruled out from like leadership. And it's like, no, right. not really. Yeah. Um so yeah, and, just and, just a little side note on that. Right. No, no, hundred percent. And what we're saying what we are not saying is that women can't teach the word. That's sure. not what we're saying at all. Like, look, yeah. we're in Timothy right now. Timothy was raised in the truths of the gospel by his by his mom and grandma. Yeah, Timothy didn't didn't have a dad, right? The apostle Paul came in and filled that role for him, but Timothy was raised, and Paul even commends them. Like, your mom and grandma raised you right, man. Like, they raised you in the way. You got to keep going, right? So it's important it's important to understand that again we're not talking at all these distinctions are not at all made to to indicate some sort of class or some sort of worth or some sort of tiered uh way that God looks at people in terms of in terms of how how he's gifted them or 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 their worth to the kingdom right yeah. not at all far far from it they are simply distinctions based on the creative order that God has laid down in his word that we should see as as correct, as the standard. This is how we do it, right? All right. Sure. I'm sure we made so many people mad on that, honestly. <laughs> as gracious we, as I can say, I'm not we can sorry. Field it's more not questions us. Don't be mad DMs. at us. Be mad at the Apostle Paul. Be mad we can at field the... more questions in the DMs if they yes, want Yes, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And send a slide into our DMs. No, don't do that. That's weird. <laughs> anyway, here we go. We're going to keep going. Saying is trustworthy if anyone aspires to the office of, of overseer, he... Uh, desires a noble task. So in that also, we have the desire. That's the first thing. The desire needs to be there. If a man does not want to be an elder, he does not have the desire to be an elder, do not force it on him. Yeah. You do not want somebody in the office that does not want to be there. Now, we're going to see that just because somebody wants to be there doesn't mean that you put them in there either. Yeah, Because exactly. there's, I've known a lot of dudes Oh yeah, they want to be elders. Oh yeah, they want they want they want that title. 
Yo, those are dime a dozen, give me, bro. Give me that commendation. <laughs> they want to be a pastor. They want to be an elder. Just because the desire is there does not yeah. mean that you give it to them. Does not mean mm-hmm. they are called, right? But if the desire is not there, don't force them into it. Don't force them into it. It's got to be there by the Spirit, right? So the desire's got to be there, right? Here we go, verse 2. Therefore, an overseer... Right. That's that's another word. Pastor, elder, overseer. Same synonymous word for the same office. Right. That's what we're talking about. Must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle. Oh, boy. Not quarrelsome. Mm-mm. Not a lover of Y'all money. Y'all disqualified yourself. Uh, yeah. I just listened to Yahtzee. All right. Not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert. Right. He's he's got to be mature. He's got to be mature in the faith. Right. Not be a recent convert or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Oh, that's quite the standard. Yeah. Right. Now, it's important to say before we keep going. Nobody other than our Lord Jesus Christ yep. himself yep. fulfills these qualifications perfectly. Yeah, exactly. All right. This qualification is not calling for a sinless, perfect man. Otherwise, we would have no elders and no pastors. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Right. There's a difference between meeting these perfectly, right, and, 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 and uh, uh, fulfilling them perfectly versus being known by them. Right. It means that that being quarrelsome is not something that defines you. People don't look uh, at your life, look at your social media and see a quarrelsome person. They don't see a person that enjoys the arguments, that stirs up strife, that enjoys the little backbiting comments. Right. They don't see that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're not defined by that. They don't see someone who is a drunkard. Right. Who's yeah. constantly losing their self-control when drinking alcohol. Right. They see someone who understands uh, the difference between enjoying a gift God has given and abusing a gift God has given. Right. They see someone who manages their household well. Their kids aren't crazy. Right. Their kids aren't 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 massively disrespectful. They respect their parents. Right. And, and, and there's peace in the home. Right. Mm -hmm. You see a sober minded person. They're self-controlled. They're respectable. They're hospitable. They're able to teach. Right. That's a big one. And I think that's one that's often overlooked, especially in today's culture is like you were saying, Jack, there's so much emphasis placed on finding that elder that fits the business person model. Like, oh, they're good with money or they're good with sales or they're good with branding. Let's make them an elder. Right. And that's nowhere you see that in scripture. Right. Yeah. They got to be able to teach. Right. Yeah. Now, teaching and preaching are two different things. Right. Yeah. They're related, but they are mm-hmm. very different. They don't got, they don't they don't have to preach, but teaching, they have to be mm-hmm. able to expound on the word of God in some way. And that can look many different ways. Right, Jack? What yeah. are, what are, what are some of the ways that teaching can look like in the local church? Oh, man, um, man, teaching can look like very. It can be very one-on-one discipleship, yep. to be Absolutely. quite honest. Uh, yep. It can also look like in a group setting. I've been in group settings. Different people will know different things about Scripture and about doctrine better than you do. Yep. Um, so be humble about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, be humble. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you have one-on-one discipleship. You have Bible study, group study, something along those lines where it's a small group per se. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I mean, you could also have, depending upon your church, Sunday schools. Yep. I've seen certain men and certain people teach certain Sunday schools about certain different topics along those lines. I miss Sunday schools. (laughs) I I never really got into it. Yeah. I was leaning on going, but I'm just like, oh. That's okay. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. It's all good. Sorry. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, there's like stuff like 
teaching is like it's a very broad definition of what can it is a broad definition but also i mean teaching and preaching you can teach while you're preaching Mm -hmm. like there's like elements of preaching when you're kind of teaching to a certain dynamic but preaching is a certain way of of how you're kind of and i know like i'm getting nerdy with this but like the Cappadocians called it like the science of sciences, yeah, like the art of arts, right? Like you know, you it's have much to more handle. Of a, it's much more of a proclamation, yeah. Than you than know, it is getting into the 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 nitty gritty of I mean of exp, of explanation, yeah. And there's and preaching, man, you're trying to interweave the gospel, yep, into a message that has the gospel technically in it. While also kind of like one of my pastors, we're going through the book of Jonah and he Mm. is very skilled at Hebrew. So he knows how the book of Jonah flows. He knows the sarcasm, the irony in this. It's like, you're kind of supposed to like, like laugh to a certain extent because Jonah's called dove and he's a complete coward in the whole book. Um, And so like those things are like layered in preaching. Teaching is like, you're really up there, I wouldn't say kind of giving a lecture, but it's more, you're well, trying to it, expound it, it, upon different things. Right. And, in and, a way. And, and it's interactive. Yeah. Right. So like teaching, teaching usually involves like some give and take. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm going to be teaching this, but, it's, but there's also discussion, right. And it's learning how to kind of like manage the room. Right. And, 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 uh, and, and kind of, kind of get, get through this top, this specific topic that, that we're talking about, right. Whether it's a piece yeah. of theology or, or you're going over that week's sermon. Right. Um, but an elder's got to be able like at, at the root of all of those is the ability to correctly utilize the word of God and point people to the truth, right? Mm-hmm. In that it's the ability to confront error, to apply scripture to error, right? To instruct, to correct, and to encourage, to reproof, use, utilizing the scriptures. An elder needs to be able to do that, right? And I think that uh, that's another reason why Paul says here that he can't be a new convert, yeah. Right, because there's got to be some maturity that happens, <laughs> and plus too, like coming from somebody who hasn't been raised a Christian and mm. being it and like looking back on my life, yeah, as like a newer believer, dude, <laughs> I can understand why Paul and the Holy Spirit inspired those words mm-hmm. because, man, you are clueless. Like literally, I didn't know. Like, what are the gospels? Sure. Like, what is this that we're going over? Or like, even the complexity of scripture, or just like simple things, man. If if you were to take that new convert and put them in a leadership role, it's a, like literally like they're flying by the seat of their pants, and they have no clue what to do because they don't understand any of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. So, it's very true. Yeah. And like I mean, you need people to come alongside you and to disciple you in the ways of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And then not only on top of that, but man, there is so much complexity when you're leading. When people come up to you and they're dealing with certain sin issues and you and if you were t- Hypothetically, if you were to be a new believer to try and counsel somebody in that, no, you (laughs) dude, you are have zero clue on how to like talk to somebody or confront somebody on, let's say, if they're sleeping with their girlfriend, dude. (laughs) You are going to be lost. We've all if had you're that a, conversation, dude. If you are, you are going to be lost in that conversation. If you were to be placed in a leadership role and tried to go well, and like, you're gonna be like rebuke well, I them, I just, I just stopped sleeping with my girlfriend. 
<laughs> I mean, I Sorry. stopped. Why don't you stop too? Like, yeah, bro, no, this is you can stop too. This is not a Tony uh, Robbins like no, it's not. you can like concert no. or or conference or something like that. So yeah, but so. It, but but with that, right? I mean, we we have all seen Jack and I have seen. I'm sure you listeners have seen what happens when immature people are given the role of oh, leader, yeah. right? Not just in the church. You take an immature kid and give him give him a manager position he's gonna run it into the ground right uh so so like we see we see that in the world it's very true in the church as well right and just because it's important to make this distinction there's a reason this is not the only qualification just yeah. because someone has been a christian for 30 40 years does not automatically mean they are mature in the faith Oh no! Right, yeah. and that's a sad truth. We want to assume that that is the reality. That if you've been walking with the Lord for that long, man, you've got to look so much more like Jesus than I do. <laughs> that's not always the case, right? And which I'm is, sure, yeah, and I'm is, sure they yeah. do in some capacities, but sure, those yeah. like there's certain muscles and and ways in which those older believers are atrophied a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's for all of us, to be quite honest. Like. Oh There's yeah, some it's a good warning. Ways in which I just have like atrophy, yeah, in faith because I haven't exercised those parts of it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm spirit I'm spiritually lazy in many parts of my life, and I know yeah. it, right? And it's something that the spirit convicts me of, and I strive to be more like Jesus in it, right? So it doesn't mean that you can't be struggling with these things, right? Mm-hmm. That's again, that 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 yeah. that that's part of the point. You just can't be defined by them, right? It doesn't mean that I'm not going to act immaturely. Sometimes when I'm in church leadership, right, it's going to happen because I'm a sinner. Yeah. But what it does mean is that I'm not defined by immaturity. Right. Yeah. Uh, Because what does it say? Because they can become puffed up with conceit. Right. A new believer. All right. If you give a new convert the reins to the sled, man, they are it. There is a danger that can happen without the immaturity to understand how to utilize the authority and how to view the authority that zeal will take over pride will take over and we've seen it so many times what happens when a leader is overcome by their own arrogance yeah especially in certain polities too if you were to give a younger person the reins and and give them the title lead pastor dude (laughs) Oh, I hate that term so much. Um, oh, I know. You're killing me with that, man. I hate I know, the term lead pastor it's... more than I do vision casting. <laughs> I've said it here. You've heard me. I would rather someone cast their vision upon the yeah. waters than the lead pastor. It just kills me, right? Oh. Mainly because that's, oh, man, I'm just looking at it from the from the perspective of like Saul. Yeah. Like people look at... Like, we all want the Sauls. <laughs> Give us a king. Yeah, we all yeah. want those people, yeah. right? And they look great on the outside. And honestly, this has happened, and Josh and I have seen this so much in leaders, especially even older, quote-unquote, season leaders, too. They look good on the outside, but there is something very corrupted, very rotting mm. in their being. And it's because they aren't really trying to look at what the Lord has said and trying to lead their life in a way that, that basically looks like Jesus in their life. They're not trying to look to the, the, the over shepherd, right? They're just wanting this in order to be a stepping stone for something else. Or I don't know what, but man, yeah. In our day and age, like I can see this going really bad because if you give somebody a younger immature believer, the reins as an, as a, quote unquote lead pastor, bro, they're making a TikTok. They're making an Instagram. They're doing everything in their power to be that YouTube influencer (laughs) (laughs) to get them follows, baby, and get them likes. So, man, let's turn to Titus. (laughs) Okay. Chapter one, (laughs) starting in verse five. These are more and similar uh, qualifications for elders, right? This is going to Titus now instead of Timothy. Same same author, though. Yeah. This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers, 
and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination. For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and to rebuke those who contradict it, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a resounding call for the elders of the church Mm -hmm. to be a shepherd. Yeah. Right? This is what you are called to do. This is your primary function, is to lead the church as an under-shepherd, right? Modeling your work and your service and your leadership after the over-shepherd, Jesus Christ, right? So if someone desires to be a pastor, right, these are the things that need to be there. The desire needs to be there, right? Mm -hmm. The qualifications need to be there, right? And with those qualifications come gifts, right? The gifts that confirm it. They need to be able to teach, right? So I'm going to put those two together. So the desire, the qualifications biblically, and the gifts. And I'm going to throw this third one in there. It needs to be confirmed and and, uh, 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 stated as true, (laughs) if you will, by the church elders. Yeah. Right? Because you can't just have some dude willy-nilly coming in and saying, hey, I have the desire. I I see these qualifications. I see myself. I can teach. Make me an elder. Mm-hmm. Right. I would be very dangerous if it yeah. was if 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 it was that easy. Yeah. Right. And this is where the current elders of the church, the local church, need to exercise their their authority and their job and be the ones to confirm or deny that in a person, right? And they do that through prayer, through 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 uh, uh, investing in this person, right? B- becoming part of this person's life, bringing them in, uh, discipling them, shepherding them, doing all the things that, that current elders should do, right? It's important that they are doing these things for the men in their church that desire this office because they need to understand, look, you're going to shrivel up and die, yeah. <laughs> and the church needs leaders. The yeah. church needs men who are qualified. It's a dark world out there that me- needs mm-hmm. men that know how to fight and know how to fight well and how to utilize scripture as their authority. Yeah, I would say yeah, I would say on top of that too, hopefully your local church has some sort of um, incubator for yep. this. This is just where I was going. Keep um, keep going with this. So my local church has this. We have what we call like a pastor's leaders institute. Basically, we're our, the already in place pastors look at men, qualified mm-hmm. men, and then they put them into this pastor's leaders institute, and then they start going over things and just – it's that incubation process to kind of um, test, uh, you could say, but also to confirm. But it's also for those those men as well, too. And I like this word a lot. So I, I like what Bobby Jameson from Nine Marks has written a lot. Instead of being called, you're aspiring to. Mm-hmm. And that aspiration is being confirmed by people. So I like that language a little bit better than just like, am I called? Right. Because that am I called language, like, hmm, it can be troublesome because um, you get into the weeds in it and then you're like, oh, I'm not called. Or it, it, it's sometimes feelings or emotions based versus like sure. I'm aspiring to. And then these men have confirmed it. So, like our church does, our local church, or my local church, I should say, um, the Pastors Leaders Institute kind of gets that incubation, uh, and it gives men the opportunity, if they're aspiring to, to put them in there mm-hmm. and the, to test them, right, and then to also kind of, you could say it's a way of purification, too, in yep. a way of like... Uh, not only spiritual purif- purification, but also like 
leading purification and, and in other things as well too. Sure. And so um, that's always good to have <laughs> because if you don't have that, then you're just like, uh, depends on your polity too in your local church. Then you're like, uh, well, who really are? Well, this guy does this. Okay, let's pick him. It's you, like <laughs> you either get that, or you start running into the situation to where you're putting the elder pastor positions on, like a, a, on a job board. Sure, yeah, right. And you're bringing guys in from outside. Which here, okay, here's the thing. I've spoken about this before. I'm not a fan of that. I've seen it work. Yeah. It can work. I'm not going to say that it's wrong. I'm just going to say that it's much more difficult. <laughs> yeah. It is ex- much extremely difficult to judge whether or not a person is fit for eldership, fit for the church by conducting interviews and having them visit the church and preach every once in a while versus what Jack is describing, which I think is the best model, bringing the leaders up from the congregation. That is how it should be. Right. I believe that's the model that we're given in scripture. I believe that's the Mm -hmm. way Paul encouraged Timothy and Titus to do it is to look amongst yourselves at the men who are in the congregation already doing these things. Right. Ask your question. If you are in leadership and you're looking for more men to bring on board, who in your congregation is already doing this? Yeah. Who in your congregation is already teaching? Who in your congregation is already shepherding, already caring for the flock, already exhibiting these gifts and start going after those guys instead Mm -hmm. of the guys that are doing absolutely nothing and just kind of like playing like, all right, it's time to play Pastor Bingo, right? And if your card gets full, (laughs) you win, right? Who's already doing this in your congregation? Yeah, Bobby Jameson talks about this a lot in some articles that he's written and he said, who is quote unquote eldering? Before they are eldering. Yeah. Who's exactly. being hospitable? Exactly. Yeah. Who's counseling? Yep. Who is doing those things? Who's utilizing the word correctly? Yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. It's so, like it's important. Yeah. Not only that, but then like who is trying to take on some evangelistic efforts or something along those lines. Um yeah, exactly. It's important. So being being an elder, being a pastor in the church, it's a it's a good role, right? It's it's a worthy thing to aspire to, but it's difficult. It's hard, right? You can't go into it mm-hmm. with rose-colored glasses on thinking that it's just you get to just boss everyone around and that it's it's yeah. uh, there's nothing required of you, right? Yeah. Uh there's much required of you. And I really think Jack, I I'm thinking as we're talking because there is so much here. I think this deserves I don't I don't, I don't know about a series, but at least another ep talking about. Yeah. I think perhaps the the rigors of of what what being a pastor actually is, because I yeah. think a lot of people go into it thinking of it kind of just like a management role and be like, oh, you know, I was a manager at Lowe's, I can be an elder, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, and it's not that at all, right? No. Um, so we might we might talk about this more, but we want to encourage you if you are aspiring to the role of, of eldership or you're in eldership right now and you're a pastor of your local church. One, you are in a very good position. You are in a position that uh, that has a lot of responsibility, but it is very good. It is a good thing. And we want to encourage you in that. We want to encourage you to be, continue to foster the gifts that God has given you to keep yourself qualified because you can step out of qualification and yeah. we need to make sure that we are not becoming defined by things other than what defines Christ, right? Yeah. Uh, that you keep the shepherd's heart soft, right? And the voice to the wolves strong, right? That you yeah. utilize scripture correctly, that you see your people not as, not as uh, you know, cats to be herded, but sheep to be shepherded, mm-hmm. right? And that, that the, this, 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 calling that God has has placed upon your heart is one of joy and not one of sorrow, right? That is our prayer for you because we've seen, and, and I know I, I've experienced the opposite where mm-hmm. that role is hard and it is joyless and yeah. it is one that, you know, is full of pain. And yeah, that's a story for many. And we pray that's not yeah. yours, right? But even in that, the Lord, the Lord is a comfort. The Lord is a balm to the soul, and He, He is sufficient, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And if you are aspiring to, to the office, and you believe that the Lord is calling you to do it, uh, check the motives, check the heart, 
ask yourself, is this truly the Lord uh, increasing my desire to be the least among my people? Because that's what a pastor must be. They yeah. must be they must be the greatest sinner. <laughs> they must be the person that understands the most their depravity and their their uh their inability but have been propped up and strengthened by the grace of Jesus Christ. Do you have a desire to serve your people, to be low, to get into the trenches and get your hands dirty? Or are you wanting to be in front of people and to be seen as something as you know seen as something or have some sort of positional title? These are questions you got to ask and be honest le- with yourself. Yeah. I'll leave with a with a good quote by old Charles Charles Spurgey Spurge. Oh man, you know the way to my heart. Um, he says, "A man who is to do much with men must love them and feel at home with them." Mm. Just saying, people. If I you like that. if you are to like love your local church, mm-hmm. like I don't know, it goes be it goes beyond what we're given today, which is a title, a platform, a place mm. to say whatever you want to say. I yeah. feel like today that's the role of pastor or elder mm. versus what old Chuck is telling us is like, no, like those people, you're to make them uh, your home, meaning yep. that you are to provide in these ways of hospitality. You're to provide these ways of being a balm to them in certain times versus always thinking that you're the, you're the father and these people are your kids and right. you got to discipline them all the time. So keep that in mind, folks. Yep. Absolutely. Just saying. <laughs> absolutely. A pastor is a shepherd, right? Yeah. And they need a voice for the wolves and a voice for the sheep. Both is required. Mm-hmm. It requires discernment. Um, and it requires wisdom that is only given by Christ. So there's much more to be said on this topic, and I think Jack and I are going to say much more. Um, But for this episode, we are getting long. We are already long. (laughs) We apologize. Uh, And we're going to cut this one off. Big Eva has sung. And she's singing very loudly because we we are over time. Very much, sir. Folks, if you appreciate these long episodes (laughs) on what (laughs) things mean... (laughs) In our very, <laughs> in our very confused time that we're living in, you too can follow us on the Reformatory, on the sociables, if you will. The Instagram mm-hmm. goes well with chocolate and marshmallow. The Facebook, mm-hmm. the Zuck site, the Metaverse. Mm-hmm. People are somehow getting baptized in the Metaverse. I don't know. I don't want to know. Heresy, uh, Martin. <laughs> uh, then you have the Twitter.com. The tweaker, the little blue bird site. People, oh, it be tweaking. Oh, dude, the tweaker be tweaking. Make absolutely crazy statements on that. I don't know if Elon Musk is buying that thing or not. We have yet to see if the bots on, get Musk, kicked Musk. off. Come on, Muskrat. So, in any case, you can follow us all of those on all those sociable sites at the tag at Reformatory Pod. And Josh, you can tell the lovely people what more must they do or can they do in order to support us what must we do to support the reformatory (laughs) pod there's many ways you can head on over to reformatorypod.com get yourself some local church merch we appreciate it represent your local church and look good doing uh you can head on over to patreon and for the cost of a gallon of gas a month oh yes you too can become a patreon supporter and have your name hallowed hallowed sir hallowed hallowed through the halls of this podcast we would greatly appreciate it last but not least definitely not least because this helps it really helps i see the numbers i see the people that aren't doing it help us out here man give us a review on itunes Mm -hmm. give us that five star love give us a little paragraph of how you found the podcast yep we would appreciate it helps get the podcast out to more people as jack and i attempt to encourage the centrality of the local church in the life of the believer it's what we want to do it's what this podcast is about it's not for everybody some people yeah. don't like us yeah it's okay they don't have to like us it's a free service they don't like me let's be honest about this josh they don't like me hey hey jack <laughs> don't do this to yourself i feel like don't do this jack look read read your shirt you see what your shirt says right now? You see what it says? It says it says free indeed. 
free <laughs> indeed, which is not the lyrics to a Newsboy song, <laughs> but rather a theological statement. You are free, Jack. Yeah, live free. I'm living rent free indeed in people's yeah. minds right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to this episode, and we will catch you on the next episode of The Reformatory.